Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. Today, I'm lucky to have my super awesome, talented friend, <laughs> Kylie Nunn. Thanks for coming to the Blackout today. Thank you for having me again. And thanks for, like, just, you know, making this quick detour, because, like, you had a good trip, uh, a long trip to get here into the city. I did. And you moved out of the city because this was the only place I had this course you wanted to study. What was the course? Yeah, so I'm back in school right now. Um, I'm taking social services at Nova Scotia Community College. Uh, the program is available in Halifax, but there's like a five-year wait list, or perhaps it's Dartmouth. Uh, so it just so happened that one of the campuses in Cape Breton where I'm from had no wait list because uh, it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's really close to where my family is. And mm. I was like, this makes sense for me. So I'm going to move to the woods and go to school. So that's where I'm at now. Yeah, let's talk about the woods and your photos. Like, <laughs> your stories is like with your cat. But like, you also have this amazing photo. It doesn't look, it looks super peaceful, is it? It is peaceful. I have. Uh, like basically one set of neighbors who are an old couple and they're a kilometer down the road mm. but I, i'm i'm in the woods i'm like secluded uh it's uh you know that recent storm that we just had right 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 i was like completely disconnected from the world for like 48 hours and that was a little much <laughs> 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 but uh, it's gonna be a long winter but um yeah it's also very peaceful and and since i've gone back it was a bit of a shock uh, moving from because I was on like Roby Street before. right so, like, in the center busy, of everything yeah very hectic very loud right to the middle of nowhere uh, how is it at night though like you should like is, oh, do you really black. see the stars and stuff yeah it's pitch black there's yeah there's stars it's very dark um, lots of coyotes howling oh my god but like you know knowing you and knowing the photos you've been taking over the years like that's your jam though I like it. It's kind of like I grew up in the woods, so that's what's comfortable for me. Mm. Um, it's yeah, it's I never feel lonely when I'm out in the woods. Mm. Um, it's just very peaceful. And I've been getting a lot of really good rest since I moved out of the city. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and just before you like, you know, something that's really important to you is mental health. Right. Absolutely. Does this have any, I guess, uh, is this one of the fall behind you studying social services? Yeah, I mean, the social services industry, you know, th some of the things that I would be interested in doing work-wise once I graduate would be working in fields that address barriers um, for folks that are trying to access mental health services. Mm. So that's that's one of the things that I'm interested in, although I'm interested in a lot of things. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've, I've really been thinking about accessibility to wellness since I've moved to Cape Breton because I suddenly have access to I can just go out of my house and go for a nice peaceful walk in the woods I can I have like so much access to to nature and mm -hmm. for people who have a lower income living in the city it's extremely difficult to access nature it's extremely difficult to access you know what we need to achieve our optimal wellness mm -hmm. um, and I didn't like I you know, thought that I was pretty well when I was living in Halifax. Uh, and then moving home, I was like, oh, I'm, I have even more of an opportunity to become, you know, what my identified 
idea of wellness is for myself mm. living here because of the way that I have accessibility to nature trails and living there I also had to get a vehicle um, so I can kind of go for a drive and go to the beach mm. it's really nice but I yeah there needs to be some some change in the city like I really wish we had some programs that would make nature more accessible for people living in the city mm. hmm. yeah. you know something um you moved to a kind of i guess go on this new path in your life but before you moved you formed this community like you know you, you're kind of like this hub and you have like every <laughs> like you know you're like this light and a lot of people are flocking around you. So while you're in oh, the thanks. city, you built a lot of community. I did. Do you miss it? Oh my God, yeah. I Well, it was so hard to leave my community mm. when I was going. Like, I, yeah, it was really emotional mm. to leave that community. And I do really miss my community. And if I'm honest, it has been harder to make a sense of community in Cape Breton because it's, it's difficult to find like-minded people there. Um, and people who are there have been there for generally a longer time. Like there's less, like in Halifax, there's lots of new people coming and going all the time, whereas mm. that's not the case in Cape Breton. So people already have their social networks established. Right. So you're kind of like the newcomer. Arriving yeah. And, like, <laughs> and it's, I mean, I was born there, but yeah, yeah. I've lived half of my life here and the most recent half of my life here in Halifax. So. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, I miss I miss my community a lot. I remember the like super emotional uh maybe it was a post or story, I can't recall on your Instagram where it was right outside your house on yeah. the last day. Oh and like God, you, you were mess. having the exactly you were having this even your cat kind of felt it too. Oh yeah, I was I was a mess. Beats, right? That's beat. Yeah, I was bawling my eyes out when I had to leave my place. Like mm. I'm you know, I've been through like I lived all of my twenties in Halifax, which is such a formative decade of your life. Mm. And then you leave and you're like, wow, I've been through so much here. And it's like, I might come back and I might not. I really like, it's very, my life is very open right now in terms mm. of what my future holds. And I'm just really enjoying being focused on my studies. Uh, but I do, as you know, I come back to visit at least every other month so mm. I can, so I can still keep those connections with certain members of my community that I really value and appreciate. And mm. Mm. And it's also, it's hard though. I can't see everybody that I love when I'm here. <laughs> right, 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 right. There's too right. many people. <laughs> I'm just like, sorry Wait, guys. you kind of moved right smack with COVID though. Like, is it? I mean, being in that all that space, you don't really have to worry much. Like, Yeah, they, like there's still pro like protocols that people follow there. Mm. But the thing that I've noticed about Cape Breton is maybe not so much in like Sydney area, but where I'm living people are really still like quite afraid of COVID because they have so much space that they don't, they seem a little bit disconnected with. Oh. Um, like if they're in a crowd, they feel really uncomfortable. Right, so, right, right. Whereas like we're over that in Halifax now. We're like, mm. yeah, we, we got to carry on with life and there's crowds. And yeah. so it's it's kind of funny in that way. But um, yeah, it's 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 good. There's, there's a lot of space and it's a little easier there. COVID okay, so I got to ask, right? Mm -hmm. Um... You know, it's funny because I know change is important and yeah. change is part of growth. It is. But 
I fucking hate change. Like, <laughs> it's true. Like, if 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 I do something and it works a certain way, I'm just going to do it until I really have to change. And then when I change, I'm like, okay, this is way better. <laughs> but, like, with you and taking this new path of your life, like, did you, do, like, were there any doubts, any fears that crept in? Um, I had some fears surrounding returning to school. So I, I've never, like, I have a diploma in photography also from NSCC, which mm. I've used, but an arts diploma is not quite the same as taking a course where, you know, mm. more academic pursuits would be expected of you. Yeah. And so I had some fears surrounding returning to school because I'm quite, I have a really hard time paying attention. Um, and I was really worried, like, will I do well in school? Like, will I be able to listen? Will I be able to kind of, like, absorb this material? And when I was growing up, I was very much so a student who was unmotivated and did well in school, but was kind of like the disappointment of the faculty because they were like, oh, you have so much potential. Oh, don't ever lose it. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> So I was like, oh, shit, like, okay, I'm going back into this school environment. I'm going to like it. And right, I, right. I absolutely love it. Like, mm. I'm having so much fun. Um, I never shut up in class, which is... <laughs> I'm like, you don't, you know, you don't share much on, online, but when you do, it's like you're really happy. There's, there's a post you put... Like, it's a story, I think, of, like, your laptop, and it's, like, all these chats and graphs and, like... Man, it's a lot of work, but you seem to be enjoying it. I'm loving it. And I'm also like, I would have gone back to school years ago if I had really realized that there are programs that just cover topics that are everything I already love and talk about every day. I'm like, oh yeah, this is actually great. I had this idea that I, that I wouldn't like it. And I, and I do, and I'm... You um, do. I'm good at school. Despite, yeah. <laughs> despite what people in the 90s told me. Yeah. Uh, but it's weird. Like, I'm 31, so you're going back like, okay... I'm, I'm old compared to most students. How's this going to be? But it's it's been great. And uh, I'm studying, you know, a lot of like sociology, psychology, um, counseling skills and like therapeutic skill sets and mm. professional standards and stuff like that. So. so you've been on kind of the opposite, like the other end of someone that would have your set of skills. Like, would you see some of the experiences you had being on that other end pushed you here? Yeah, I think that my my life's experience has absolutely pushed me in this direction. Um, I think that this is something that I always would have loved. Mm. But I, I'm thankful to be entering into the program with lived experience that is transferable. Because I think that once I'm graduating and, you know, have, have my diploma, my certification, and that professional you know, standard to back me up. Mm-hmm. I also don't have this lived experience that I'm going to combine with that. And I, mm-hmm. I feel that that's a strength and an asset. Mm-hmm. And I think that the lived experience is what's going to allow me to, you know, move into the industry with a lot of passion behind yeah. me. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. And I might, um, I might go into university after this program or I might just start working. I'm really not sure. Hmm. I have a feeling you're going to go to school straight up. I might go to university. I don't know. I like could never picture myself at university, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, yeah. so um, I don't want to kill the name, but is this agency you work with, what's it called? Um, yeah, so I, I um, 
work with a woman who runs a support group called Survivors for Change and Empowerment. Mm -hmm. um, the group was founded by a woman named Carrie Lowe. You might have heard of her. She's she's amazing. Uh, she's just actually been um, featured on a CBC podcast series um, called Carrie Lowe Versus mm -hmm. um, about a about her experience and a case that she uh, currently has um, with the Halifax Regional Police. So, are you familiar with her at all? Yeah, uh, well, I I, uh, I followed the link. I checked it. I've listened to some episodes. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I'm seeing it. That's the best one I could find because you know. Yeah. I, it's we like women suffer. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we do. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, you kind of think you know, it's like, it's almost, you know, I watch too much TV these days, but it's like this show where this person is running to you to help and the person you are looking for the help <laughs> of is like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, check out the podcast, people. It's, it's amazing. Uh, it's an amazing story and it, it reveals a lot about what's going on behind the scenes within mm. our police force. Uh, but yeah, she is the founder of this support group. So it's a peer support group for survivors of sexual assault um, who are navigating the justice system. You don't necessarily have to be navigating the system to attend, but we do talk about that um, in the sessions. It's hosted uh, at the Elizabeth Fry Society monthly. Mm. Um, so if you check out uh, Survivors for Change, um, NS, I believe, is the Instagram handle. Yeah. I'm going to send it to you so we can um, make sure we get that uploaded. If people want to check that out, you can check out the um, monthly meetings that are posted. We do different, uh, Carrie organizes different, like, workshops. So last, maybe two months ago, we had um, somebody in from the Avalon Sexual Assault Center to talk about trauma in the brain. Mm. It was a fantastic workshop. And this month coming up, Actually, it might be this coming Tuesday. We have Emma from the Elizabeth Fry Society, who's the uh, executive director there and also a lawyer, is coming in to talk about uh, the like legal policies surrounding mm. um, sexual assault. You know, <laughs> I guess, you know, just with your experience and everything that has happened, like, do you think this something i mean i don't think there's a magic bullet right but what are some things you think that would be done or should be done that will make survivors a little bit more comfortable to come out and like report or like mm. you know because like when you listen to this podcast you're like so what the f what like why bother why, right yeah absolutely and a lot of the unfortunate truth is that a lot of women who have reported would tell you they wouldn't recommend it to others because mm. of the experience that they have. And for some people, it does go positively. But I don't think that that's the majority based mm. on, you know, what I'm hearing and seeing, which is really unfortunate. Uh, I don't think that, first of all, police officers don't have the training, period, mm. to correctly handle um, working with survivors. Like, they just don't. Um, so there really need to be social workers mm. who are the ones who are being reported to, 
who are creating files and then working with the police on behalf of survivors, I think, um, if people do. And I'm, I'm, I believe in defunding the police. I don't necessarily think that I, if people want to work with police, if that is the route that they want to choose, mm. that is their, you know, that is their choice. I think that there should be a social worker that they're reporting to. And I think that that social worker should work with police on behalf of mm. the survivor. Um, Cause they're just, they're just not qualified to, yeah. to interact with. I, and the thing is, I think <laughs> like just I with everything happening. And that's with a lot of things that goes for, you know, mental, mental mm. health calls. Like there's a lot of things that our police are doing that they're not trained to do. They go to school for 10 months. That was shocking to find out. Yeah, <laughs> and you're expected to know how to do all of these different things. And it's like, uh, you know, my opinions of police aside, mm. that's not logical. Right, 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 right. <laughs> they right. would be managing the all amount, of the uh, all of the things with only 10, 10 months of training. Right, like, what um, do you do in 10 months? <laughs> that, that would be not any different than me being like, yeah, well, you know, I've done social services, so now I'm also qualified to be a police officer. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not like you can't, mm. you can't do that. Oh, man. It's a, you know, the thing is like something my grandma always says. It's like the only way to get to the top of the mountain is you just keep going. Because yeah. like, you know, when experiences like this uh, car, cars, right? Is that what I mean? Carries. Carries. Mm-hmm. Experiences like that and like so many women can get you so numb to like, pff, why bother, right? But For I sure. think, you know, people like you and like studying this and like what the society is doing just keep scratching because it's a lot better now than it yeah. was like, say, two years ago, three years ago. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to ask though, like with me too on counseling, like, is that like, do you feel that it's like kind of fallen off? Like, it, it, it's not cool anymore um i wouldn't say that me too isn't cool anymore because that's a that's a movement in itself Mm -hmm. but in terms of like cancel culture i think that there have has been a lot of reflection on that and i think that people have like i know personally well i've never been really like pro cancel culture but seeing the way that it has impacted our society, not even mm. the individuals involved, but just seeing the way it's impacted society, mm. that that mentality uh, has been provoking of reflection on how can we do this better? How can we do this differently? Mm. So, and I, I think that that's been the case for a lot of people where we've kind of looked at it and considered what's, okay, this is, let's not judge cancel culture as being bad or good, which a lot of people do. They want to put it into a category, one or the other. But for myself, what's helpful is not judging it as being either bad or good, but saying, how can I improve it? Yeah. How can I make how can I make this idea better? How can I make it healthier for our community? How can I make it? So I'm a really big fan of restorative justice. Um, I hope to do some volunteer work in the next couple of years with restorative justice in Cape Breton. Um, I'm working on getting applications in for that now, so fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that people, in order for social change to happen, mm. I think that people need to be supported in ways that are not possible under our current model of cancel culture. Right. 
So, you know, I'm just listening to you talk. I'm like, this is why you're enjoying what you're doing. Because, like, yeah. what you're doing, like, what you're studying, because what you've been living the last couple of years is what you're studying now. It's like, oh, this makes sense. And, like, yeah. you have, like, the science and all this research and stuff to back up what you really believe in. Exactly. It must feel good, though. It feels great. I'm so <laughs> passionate about it. Like, I'm so excited all the time just being in school and <laughs> okay, okay. to start a new career journey someday. When are you done and... Let's so 2023, say spring 2023, mm-hmm. is this program's finished date. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I might go on. And that is what I was saying. So, so let's talk about the two folks. If I can and... get the money, like that's what it comes down to at the oh. end of the day. It's like, like I don't, I don't have, uh, you know, a big lofty savings account money. full yeah, of yeah. school money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of like, how can I, you know, I applied for so many grants and everything to get to where I'm at. So I, you know. You got to really, and there are wonderful supports available for people who are able to put the time into applying and not everyone is even able to. And that's another barrier for people. Mm. And yeah, but if I can, if I can find a way to, to carry on and I might. How is beat though? I didn't even ask. Oh, she's <laughs> such an absolute brat. She's like, thir- she's going to be 14 this spring. Um... Wow. She's just a big How long brat. do cats usually leave for? I think 16 is kind of the average age. So she's an old lady. Right, right, yeah, right. Well, it makes sense why she is, right? <laughs> she's really happy though. Mm. Um I thought she I thought she might have had skin cancer recently and I took her to the vet and they're like, "No, it's just an old lady wart." <laughs> <laughs> So it was like, really old. I was like, gross, but cool. Like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's really happy and she loves she loves it in the woods. She goes out and goes for a little walk sometimes mm. and gets her fresh air. Oh okay. and then comes back to her heated bed. <laughs> she's so spoiled, yeah. Yeah, Okay, okay. I wanna end it with this thing. There's something that's like uh it doesn't happen often, but uh while you lived in the city happened. Every couple of weeks or months or so, the dancing. What's the story behind the dancing? <laughs> um, I just like to dance, I guess. Um, and yeah, I spent a lot of the pandemic dancing around my house, dancing mm. in my apartment. It was it was fun. It was a way to keep myself entertained. I still dance around pretty regularly. I think um, for me, it's really important to like moving my body as a way of of grounding myself in my body and feeling present in the moment so it's mm. it's a part of my wellness to be able to do that and the reason that i like dancing is i find the gym very boring i do not like exercising <laughs> and i need to i'm re- like one of my goals is to start exercising more because like most people through covid i was locked in my house and mm. got quite out of shape um so i'm like yeah i really want to get my my heart healthier i need to man i bought a skipping rope because i read somewhere that 15 minutes of skipping is the same as 30 minutes of running. And I was like, great, half the time. <laughs> How is it, though? I don't have to spend as much time trying, so I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm quite, I can be quite lazy, if I'm honest. But, like, how is this skipping, though? <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate, like, I hate, I'll, I'll be, like, watching Pilates videos and just swearing at the woman on, the, on YouTube. Like, I just hate this. Uh, but dancing, I don't hate because it's also a a way to express myself emotionally. Mm. So it's an art form combined with, you know, something that's, you know, good for your body. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's really special. And I, I love watching dancers. And I'm by no means a professional dancer, but 
uh, I like to express my joy and my sadness and my silliness and all the other feelings through mm-hmm. movement sometimes. And um, it was part of your farewell to your apartment. So you had this farewell dance in your apartment when it was all empty. I was like, oh boy, she's really leaving. You know, for a, for a moment there, well, I was like, I don't know if other your other friends had this, but like, did you have other friends that weren't sure you'd really move? Um, no, everyone was like, oh yeah, you're doing this, and this is perfect for you. People oh. were all really supportive. Mm. Um, it was actually my sister that made me apply for school because I've been, I was like, like just so uncertain about it and kind of like yeah maybe I'll apply maybe I'll apply and then my sister literally (sighs) transferred me the fee that I would need for the application and was like now you have absolutely no excuse because I've given you this right right you have to spend it on (laughs) and I was like shit she's she's right I do I'm like I'm so thankful for her and Mm. and my family's been so supportive I'm really really lucky to have to have them behind me on it and yeah all my friends have been very supportive as well and the general feedback that i'm getting is like this makes so much sense for you to do this yeah so well i'm glad you're loving school i'm glad you still have time to do your dancing and taking care of beat (laughs) and your photography and survivors for change and um i'll be sure to put the link out so people can uh check that out if they want to yeah it's, it's a really really wonderful support group for people and we don't have a lot of those enough of those services available not just for survivors of of sexual assault but also for survivors of other things mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's important to get together as peers wow Kylie, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks for coming to the podcast today. And, Thanks for having me. You know, I hope you'll be back in the city soon. I might be. <laughs> you never know when I'm going to drop in unannounced. <laughs> <laughs>